Welcome to Safe House. Welcome to the Safe House studio. I don't know what episode this is. Welcome to Safe House. I'm back. Fabulous. It's a completely safe space for you to talk about whatever you want. Tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. (laughs) (laughs) Now I can bleep shit out. The mailbox is full and cannot accept any messages at this time. Goodbye. Welcome to the Safe House studio. In the studio today, I'm going to call it a studio. I do this every time. It's not a proper studio because I can't afford that shit. <laughs> Just in my bedroom. And so I'm going to I'm gonna make sure I say this right. Is it is it Daniel? Is that your... Is that perfect? Yeah, We've it's got... just Daniel. It's like either... It's spelt differently, just like my normal name and then my kind of stage name, if you would. But yeah, no, it's just Daniel, just as you would say it. Gorgeous. You would know how to say it, so. Absolutely. <laughs> I will. I would. I would. That is my government name as well. So in the studio today, we've got Daniel. How are you doing, Gorgeous? I am doing well. Thank you. Um, you finally gave me an excuse to clean up my room. Well, Even though it's a podcast and you can't see me, like it's nice <laughs> to have something to do. So thank you. <laughs> Honestly, just giving people a reason to clean their room at all times. I go over to my boyfriend's house and he's like, I must tidy my room now. And I go to my family and then they're like, I must tidy the house. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not, the, I'm not the queen, but I mean, I am a queen, but not the queen. <laughs> I could be. Um, so first of all, um, I have to ask you your pronouns so that I can get them right. What, are that, what, what do they be? I go by he, him. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. So tell the the audience a little bit about, about what you do as a creative. What is your What is your thing? What do you do? Um, It's kind of a bit all over the place at the moment. Um, Uh I'd say I would mainly say I am a producer because I've been doing that the longest. Uh Slash singer. (laughs) Slash uh, also started DJing. So I'm doing like a wee bit of everything at the moment, which is super fun. But I don't know. They They all kind of come together in one kind of... It's just entertainment, I guess. But I would definitely say more producer and DJ yeah. uh, at the moment. Do you know what I, fi- I find with queer people is that is that we kind of tie together all of our different attributes or abilities and kind of just mesh it into one big thing and like, this is what I do. <laughs> <laughs> definitely what For drag sure. is. Like, pretty it, much, pretty much. Just bring everything to the table. Literally. <laughs> so, I mean, I can't say that's the first thing I went to, and it's the thing that I can't do. So, like, makeup and dressing and fashion and singing, performing, dancing, whatever. You just tie it all together into one big thing and go, yep, yeah, this is, I'm going to make this happen, and people are going to watch me do it. <laughs> and we eat it up every time. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> she serves the whole, the whole meal. Five courses, <laughs> just five. She's not that good. Whoa. Mm, I'm still just thinking about it. Just just two <laughs> different languages, but it's okay. She's giving to pass. <laughs> so, um, outside of being a creative, t- tell me a little bit about what you do. Like, do you have a do you have a muggle job? Oh no, we don't talk about JK. Sorry. Um, do you have a human job? <laughs> uh, yeah, I do. Um, so in my time of not DJing and producing, etc., I go to uni. I do media and communications. Mm-hmm. I've just finished third year of that there, handed in my dissertation proposal. So I've got that to look forward to next year. Was that this year? Um, well, yeah, uh, it starts back in October. So I've got until October to just go absolutely off my nut. Absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> so you've just finished second year? Or... Uh, just finished third 
Yeah, it's a four-year course. Oh my gosh, okay. Right, so you've That's got your the... dissertation and your proposal to put through. <gasps> That's so yeah. scary. And other than that, I'm a barbender. <laughs> a barbender and a hetty bar. We love it, we love it, we love it. <laughs> oh wow oh wow okay that actually ties into something i want to talk a little bit later about but i'll get onto that in a little a bit, bit um, so i've just finished my third year uh, mine was supposed to be a fourth year four year course um but because of lockdown i wasn't able to go off to espana um but do you know what i've done so many different things in the last in the last two years so i really cannot it's changed my trajectory completely and it's meant that like my life is completely different so i really do not give a flying fuck <laughs> <laughs> for sure i kind of went through something similar as well like yeah uh, the exchange kind of program was going on like when i was like in lockdown like all the meetings and stuff for it i was just like yeah. not motivated to do anything at all no and the thing is there's a part of me that wish i could have like went and did something crazy and fun met new people and that but then i realized a lot of what i've actually done this year wouldn't have happened because i would have been yeah. too busy in the city and stuff so i'm really grateful for that i guess everything kind of happens for a reason i can always travel yeah. in the future yeah that's so true like there's so much time and i think a lot of people obviously wanted to come out of lockdown and be like oh, i'm gonna do everything now and i'm like also what i've done with the my time over the past couple of years has been so so important that kind of like we've kind of built uh, built something so we can't just up and leave it all like uh, there's so many things i wouldn't would never have done and i think it's being in the comfort of your own home kind of gives you the freedom to do what you want and then you've got that foundation and then you just take it outside and take it out yeah, to the world sure. and like your kind of community and your friends everyone that comes to support you as well they're all just yeah right at you as well so i think it would definitely have been completely different if like both of us went abroad like you were saying yeah yeah I, I, for me it was going to kind of put a hold on where i wanted to be because my plan was always to move to manchester anyway for my master's degree but then when I had the chance to move here to finish my course, I was kind of like, I'm also, I'm skipping out that year that feels like a wasted year. It obviously wasn't, but it just feels like I'm pushing my life back by unnecessary time. Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's just not necessary. Yeah. Well, that's completely fair. Yeah. Right. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit about how we met. So, um, <laughs> <laughs> God. We're getting into it. We're getting into it. So I feel like we followed each other for a while online on like on my what I can call my boy account, my he him account, my he they whatever. <laughs> um, but we actually met like was it like two months ago? Yeah, well, I, in my head it was just like a few weeks ago, but um, it probably has been. Honestly, I'm not too sure. The amount um, I've been drinking, it feels like a day. <laughs> feels like yesterday. It's all a big haze, honestly. Absolutely. So I was hosting karaoke. I was in drag, um, and honestly, this just ginger angel comes from the Highlands. <laughs> <laughs> comes down with actually one of my really good friends Benji and I didn't know you were friends um, yeah and sings the house down <laughs> you gave that audience what they needed <laughs> where did that come from <laughs> um well Glasgow <laughs> that's where it came from um I, I don't know I mean I go to like karaoke like every single like thursday at bonjour in glasgow mm -hmm. and it's kind of probably came from a group to musical theater there we and are and 
like the theater boy in me is still there but I wouldn't say I'm much of a theater boy but he's definitely it's kind of gave me like my confidence and like kind of yeah I get like carry a chin do you know what I mean so I guess like kind of karaoke and that is like now kind of like my only kind of outlet of that kind of part of me so I really yeah. love to just really like go off and perform it's never just going up and singing a song it's always a performance oh it has I to love. be, it has to be. <laughs> it's the same for you because you absolutely fucking killed the place as well honestly i mean the audience you... was st- they stayed they didn't go anywhere <laughs> so that's all i can ask for really is that they don't up and leave so <laughs> but i feel like as for karaoke wise like i mean music taste changes and develops and whatever but karaoke is always very it always gives me a bit of nostalgia and takes me back to my childhood um that one night was the f- the first night that I actually hosted on my own and I did I, I did loads of songs that and I gave them a backstory I don't know whether like they stayed so they weren't bored but I felt like the audience didn't need the backstory I gave it to them anyway <laughs> I was like you needed the backstory you needed the backstory I needed it for myself <laughs> I was like this song is the song that my mum used to play in the car on the way to school and I used to headbang and then I press play and it's Kelly Clarkson <laughs> <laughs> They ate it up. I love it. I love it. Honestly, <laughs> honestly. So going off that, um, how would you say, so you produce and you DJ. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit about the genre that you do. And obviously, because you said you have a, a background in musical theatre, um, mm-hmm. as, as do a lot of us, us queer yeah. creators. <laughs> um, so how far removed from musical theatre is the genre that you do now? Um like the biggest that you could imagine <laughs> <laughs> i'm not sure like um maybe there's like some sort of like kind of traits um i'm trying to like think if there is anything that's quite interesting actually. well t- t- tell us a little bit about the genre that you do and, and the influences um, that you that yeah you it's on. like one of those kind of genres like there's a lot of kind of like titles for like the kind of genre that have definitely been overused and kind of lost their meaning but i guess the one that would probably kind of people would be more recognized to is probably like more like hyper pop very mm-hmm. like heavy electronic very like in your face hard yeah um, but then also can be very like electronic and soft at times as well mm-hmm. um very kind of like hypnotizing euphoric so i know there's a lot of kind of like titles it's really hard to kind of put it on one but i mean i guess i was going to say like probably hyper pop dance and probably going into like kind of like it's by like pretty much EDM, like electronic dance music. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> that was I love really that. Long also, it kind of pl- it, it speaks to the like the box that you don't put your music into yeah. anyway. Yeah. I feel like loads of people are uh, delving into different. I mean, Lady Gaga, Chromatica, like she put like oh, what's it, classical music in between mm-hmm. as as like you know the house tracks. Oh, it's incredible. Do you know what I mean? I feel like <laughs> it, being subject to a, a restriction like that you don't you don't need it anyway so yeah um i feel like the kind of music because i find it really hard the, the type of music that you produce um i always find it really hard because it's the type of music that i love and i always try and explain it to my parents the kind of music that i'm going to see in concert and stuff like that um <laughs> the only way i can describe it is like i feel like kim petrus really does a lot of different shit and it's so mm. hard and like Charlie XCX and, and, and Caroline as well, like we're all of those different I feel like in my head they're all in the same genre, but it's so hard to like explain what that genre is. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know. say it is more of a genre. I think it'd be more of like a kind of feeling when you're listening to them. Like whatever they kind of take you in your head where you put them. I think it's like very kind of um Euphoric. What's the word? 
like euphoric but what's kind of word it like just kind of takes you away from reality kind of escapism in a kind mm. of form because it's just like very not to what we've kind of grown up and used to it's like we've kind of you kind of introduce us to like a new kind of audible universe world I don't know yeah something like that yeah I know what you mean I feel like music does that anyway but this kind of music I might shut my window because everyone's really loud <laughs> <laughs> give me two seconds <laughs> bastards the lot of them absolute bastards um, <laughs> I feel like this kind of music so I have a um I have a playlist a Spotify playlist and it's called I know it's called it's called airy fairy <laughs> it's called airy fairy because i feel like the kind of music that i put in that place kind of like it's kind of dream-esque and it's like floaty and and mm. and it also has like a hyper pop in there as well it's just kind of feel makes you feel like a kid or like you're in a video game for sure for sure that's the kind of shit that i I vibe yeah. with. A kid in a candy shop and all the different like bits of candy are just like songs. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So like very pastel, neon, just like very, very to the child's eye. Yeah. Um, Ears, yes. <laughs> I, I absolutely love it. It's honestly just, it's great. It's great. Mm -hmm. We're going to go in a little bit more detail about your music a little bit later on. Um, but I wanted to ask you what your influences are with, with your work. Where do you pull from? Mm. Well, growing up, I think producers that I was really, really inspired by. I remember I used to, I think Muramasa was probably one of my mm -hmm. first ever producers that I like used to listen to and like used to kind of like envision myself like in a club, like playing it, pretending it was like me that made the songs. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of made me be like, oh my God, like I want to start producing I wouldn't say like my stuff is pretty kind of like the stuff that he makes but just the kind of way he just kind of inspired me in my head that I, that was me starting to kind of like envision myself like doing things like that yeah so I think that was definitely one of the kind of influences for what I do but more um my sound I would probably say my biggest inspiration is probably Daniel Harrell okay um, I've just been absolutely like fascinated like by his work, like by his own work, or like he's like produced a lot for like Caroline. He's produced a lot for like many, many other people. And mm -hmm. just everything that he does is just always just so good to me. And it's that kind of very euphoric, like kind of dancey. It reminds me of like um when I was growing up, like all the kind of like parties or like sitting in like like my parents' like cars and stuff. It was always the kind of like GBX proper like club land like anthem it's all that like, cascada kind of, every time we touch all that good 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 stuff like that's just kind of like what he reminds me of and that's what i think is probably the closest to what i kind of try and aspire to like when i'm just kind of like fucking about like kind of playing about with things to try and like make a sound it's always quite like oh that kind of sounds like something danny would do so it must be good <laughs> yeah that's bad. <laughs> the, the idea that of creating music that sounds like what you would have wanted to hear in your childhood that's kind of fab like For sure. i feel like a lot of a lot of artists are going back to like 90s noughties mm. i mean some of them do and the aesthetic wise a whole range of different decades but maybe that's maybe that's the key it's just it is it is i guess that's the kind of thing they probably just take from the past apply new things to it and then you never know like a few decades into the future it'll just be that back again with more applied kind of stuff it's, i mean i think that's the sweet spot really isn't it the sweet mm. spot yeah definitely 
I love that. Okay, so a little bit earlier on, you said that you work in a a, a non queer venue. I'll say it. I'll say it like that. <laughs> I sure do. I sure do. So, do you when you do your uh, DJing specifically, do you work in just exclusively queer venues, or do you do um, non queer venues as well? Um, I've only actually been booked a few times so my my repertoire is not that large to kind of um, but you have been booked what I do but the places that I do do it I wouldn't say that they're like specifically queer it's just um I think it's more the kind of like sounds and like the music and stuff probably just kind of uh the universal like, people are kind of like attracted to that um so like the ones that I've kind of done the most like fast music uh, which is run by my friend um Jules Joey Mouse Pads uh, that was the first time I'd ever been booked for a gig because mm-hmm. I'd done like a few kind of online events before because I only started DJing in lockdown. Um, so that, uh, fast music was like the first ever like one that I did in front of people. And that's kind of like, uh, it is quite like a mix, but it's definitely if there are like kind of more straight people there, they're definitely like the fun kind of, I don't allies. know, I hate to like kind of like, pr- like assume as well because I don't really know, but I just know that like a lot of my friends go there and a lot of my friends are queer. They're a progressive a crowd. Panic, fun, very colourful, colourful night. It's amazing. Um, and other than that, other things have been like kind of um, more um, like fundraiser kind of nights that I've obviously like done like for free and stuff and it's all like to help. So I've done yeah. that for like a few. I've been booked for like uh, a few friends kind of like um, trans like fundraisers for like money towards the transition mm-hmm. or like a few other kind of nights run by kind of charities that like help out like queer people as well so yeah uh, yeah definitely like wherever i kind of get booked for it's definitely more of a kind of queer environment mm. that's so, fab that's absolutely gorgeous they sound like really they sound like really um what's the word i'm looking for in my head um like a warm crowd and like a welcoming crowd yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's, you're not even nervous about performing in front of them. You're kind of just like really excited to just perform for them because you just want to just see them dance and like kind of listen to like as soon as like, you start to bring in another track, you just know that they're going to know it because it's such like, like a fucking like queer iconic song. So just like kind of just stuff like that. And I mean, like the queers can dance as well. It's so much fun just to sit and just watch people dance mm-hmm. uh, whilst you're doing it. So it's definitely so so fun and there's like not really any kind of you could actually do like so shit when you're doing it but no one cares just as long as you're playing good songs and as long as you're having a good time which from what i've seen you definitely have a good time when you're <laughs> when, you, when you're performing i enjoy myself a little bit too much i think but never. no one's complaining <laughs> never you have a good time that's what's the most important thing because then they're having a good time do you know what i mean that's it that's it so how i want to go back a little bit so yeah. how would you say your either your djing or your producing or your creative outlets how have they changed from let's let's go with producing so how has that changed from when you started to now <laughs> well some of my earlier works are actually quite fun so i just started as like when i first got my macbook like when i was back in like high school like mm-hmm. obviously i had like garage band and stuff like that so i just started to play off with like a few like the loops and then kind of figured out like how some of the actual like software instruments worked and then my first thing that i've actually ever made like a whole kind of body of work which i think was in like 
when I was like 16 it was for my friend uh, Fatima's birthday and like yeah. I made her like a whole like 12 track album oh my god like like kind of like I had like samples of her like talking like over like FaceTime and I would like kind of like thingy that in or like I would literally I, there was a whole like ballad about how we met called Locker Buddies oh my god <laughs> very very cute it was very very cute it's one of those though it's like that kind of so old like it needs to be hidden like if that ever comes <laughs> do you know what <laughs> though that's a gorgeous present like and also it's yeah. kind of like a time capsule in time a, a ca- time capsule in time <laughs> i find that music has one of those like abilities to it has a timestamp, and i yeah i kind of like don't ever hide that if you become like if you go further and and when you go further and you mm. develop into whatever wherever you go and whatever you do you'll always have that to look back on and be like oh that okay. song's about how i was feeling at that time about, yeah. about this thing so I, mm-hmm. that's the gorgeous thing about it like that's very true that's very true but yeah so i kind of just started off for fun just like things like that and then i remember so this is kind of how i got my like name just like daniel like with a y instead like I don't even know if I really like it but it's just one of those things that'll have to stick I remember I made like a I think it was Charlie five in the morning like I made like the stems I love got like late and like I just like made this I wouldn't say it was very good but I just uploaded it on SoundCloud and literally never looked at I had to like obviously come up with a SoundCloud name mm-hmm. and then so I just put in Daniel I like didn't go on SoundCloud for like another year and then I checked on it and I like had like a thousand views and I was like oh my god like how did that happen and then I just Uh kind of started just doing things like that and just slowly just kind of just kept on going and going and then I started like like collab with people and obviously when you do that it kind of opens up to a newer audience and kind of like changes like the sound and that as well so just kind of kept on expanding and just kind of become something that I never really expected to come about like I never kind of worked for it I kind of it kind of just I put my work into it and it just kind of happened but I was never really striving for something to happen yeah which is, I think was quite a kind of nice kind of wholesome kind of way like for it to kind of all happen yeah uh, I feel like it's nice when things come out of nowhere and you don't you're not expecting obviously the graft is there and now yeah. you can now you can graft but the the foundations kind of just came about out of nowhere mm-hmm. and it's just, and it's something you love as well so that's even better like for sure. also I love the name because it <laughs> it all it has a, a geography stamp it's mm. like the way you say it tells me where you're from and immediately mm. gives me like an indication of who you are and and, and... Well, do you think that makes it sound a bit more scottish absolutely if i say it <laughs> if i say like if i say it in a scouse accent i'm not scouse i'm a wool but if i say it in a scouse accent it's like daniel but if i said it in a scottish accent it's like daniel which sounds oh, like which okay. sounds like daniel in a scottish <laughs> accent do you know what i mean there you go. I've never actually thought about it. I guess most of the time I've heard it has been from people up here. So, but that that, that makes sense. Like if I that said Daniel in a Scouse accent, it sounds like Daniel. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> I've just blown your mind. I love that. I've never thought about that before. Yeah. So, so there you go. That's Don't hate the name. Don't want to change oh. it because it mm-hmm. tells me something about who you are and where you come from. So when okay, you... okay, and I think it'd be a bit too much to change it anyway. Like it's already done so much shit, and it was like I've already kind of made the name now, so there's no point in changing. But uh, I might change if plans go ahead for what I've kind of got planned for next year. But and we're gonna talk about that a little bit later <laughs> on because I have, I Big have mark you're, you're skipping ahead a little bit in my notes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so. So I wanted to talk a little bit about your creative work before, during, and after 
the pandemic, the panna cotta, how, <laughs> how is it, has it changed at all? Like, has it made you go in a different direction or has it made your work changes? Do the, does the music sound different? Tell me yeah. everything. Um, well, before, it was just kind of before lockdown, that's kind of when I was going through that kind of moment of just uploading stuff and like, I had it near, but um, I was really glad. And like, I know it's like a very kind of like, I've come from a, p- a, place, a place of privilege to say this, but like mm-hmm. lockdown was really, really good for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like just before lockdown, like life was just like running like very quickly. I was going out like way too much as well. Yeah. Just, <laughs> you're not alone <laughs> in that boat, trust me. So I think like lockdown really helped to kind of just ground me a wee bit. Um, and then obviously during lockdown, that's when I started working on like kind of DJing, kind of just worked on my sound a wee bit, kind of figured out a wee bit more about production. Like it wasn't just kind of like putting sounds together. It was kind of like editing them to make them sound better together and doing that. I've still not, still not like 100% on that. I'm definitely like still like 30% on the actual like kind of <laughs> all the like the technical kind of stuff. Like I just want to make it sound good. Mm. <laughs> but um, So lockdown is good for that. And then afterwards, I guess I've just kind of been doing what I was doing in lockdown but just kind of actually doing it to an audience mm-hmm. which has been really really nice yeah. um I don't really I couldn't really say any particular kind of I can't group them into like three different things I've just kind of been doing what I've been doing but just through all three of the parts it's just kind of evolved yeah and still evolving yeah that's that's fab I feel like what lockdown did is is gave as I said before it gave us like a safe space to develop certain things and certain abilities or whatever else and then a safe house <laughs> the safe house exactly that's where it came from it, it's given uh, a safe space or a safe house whatever um mm. to develop what you want in a in a place where you feel comfortable and then coming out of that you now have the skills and the confidence to show what you've done and yeah. and then put that out to a live audience and to people and actually get physical validation and you can see it in front of you (laughs) yeah I've definitely felt that myself yeah no that's great I'm glad to hear that yeah honestly the queers just absolutely bossed lockdown and (laughs) now we're giving it to everyone you're having everything (laughs) (laughs) for sure i'm so happy for all of us (laughs) absolutely um building off that a little bit i saw i remember ages and ages ago um you did a little bit of work with club quarantine um i remember seeing that video that video like i think it's the first time i heard you talk and i was like oh my god oh my god he's scottish what is this because obviously online you just see pictures and I was like, oh my God, what the hell? Where's this come from? I'm an actual person, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what you did with them in that video? Yeah. Just because yeah, it's one of the of first, like, one of the first references I have of you. Go on. Yeah, of course. So that was just, when I started first year in lockdown, we only got half of the year before the Panacolta happened. Absolutely. Um, so... Um, everything kind of went online uh, and then during that time club quarantine got really really big and that was kind of like one of the kind of like weekly things that I looked forward to doing that was definitely a kind of like a big fan of like the work they were doing and it was kind of that kind of it was the closest to like a night out Mm -hmm. what I would usually do so I just it became like a really big part of my lockdown and uh, one of our assignments was just like to do like a kind of like interview kind of a newscast kind of thing and just obviously have to do it all from home so uh, I interviewed uh, one of the co-founders Serena 
and uh, which was super sweet. I didn't expect it at all, but they were really, really excited about it because obviously that was brand new for them and they were like really excited about getting all these kind of students and stuff like asking yeah. and wanting to do things with them. Uh-huh. Um, so I just like did an interview about like the benefits of it, how it was going, like where they like kind of looked in the future and like mm-hmm. talked about like, the accessibility of it as well for people that might not be out or like might have like disabilities that might not allow them to go to clubs, how even right. out of the pandemic, they wouldn't have still been able to like social anxiety, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, they like had an opportunity to still kind of like have that experience but just online from home yeah which is super sweet but that's also kind of uh, I'm doing my dissertation actually on club quarantine and I'm oh, like talking fab. yeah so that's super fun so I'm hopefully going to try and get back in contact with them um but uh, I'm just going to do it on like how successfully like the help to aid like isolation within the queer community and like talk about like why people in the queer community could have faced like a harder lockdown than some yeah and like what aspects of like the actual form of media like on zoom and stuff like made it feel like more like an actual like you, you were there and yeah. that helped to aid that isolation so that'd be super fun so if anyone's listening and i will be sharing my questionnaires very soon in the near future so please participate absolutely that's, please help a boy out. that's another thing as well that i saw is loads of people were sharing things online for whether it was creative or it was academic or creative and academic or whatever else um yeah. and i feel like everyone rallied together to help each other which is obviously what this was this club quarantine collab was with, for you <laughs> everyone kind of came together and just helped each other out and I th- that was great that was gorgeous and i think it, it was ridiculous. yeah it meant that things were able to keep developing and um yeah it was just a gorgeous although it was difficult i think um i think a lot of people made the best out of a bad situation and now we're reaping the rewards and it wouldn't have been a topic for you for your dissertation had had it not happened yeah that's true and that's why it's such like a good kind of um well if I do say so myself like a good dissertation topic because it's obviously dissertations all about kind of like new research and like what's better than like looking at like a brand new form of media mm-hmm. and like I better as well just get the kind of COVID stuff out of the way because I feel like all the dissertations are just going to be like COVID related for like the next like 20 years and they're going to get so sick of hearing about it. I know I know I was explicitly <laughs> told in uni we do not want to hear anything about COVID we cannot do it it was mostly because it was so new and there wasn't much research on it but yeah. because they were like there are going to be too many pieces of work based on mm-hmm. the last year two years yeah. whatever and i i cannot read it <laughs> we're sick of yeah. reading it in the daily mail we're sick of reading <laughs> we're sick of reading the sun anyway regardless oh, that was not even a, that's not even an option it's not even an <laughs> option uh, but we're sick of hearing it and reading it everywhere so they were like no that's not happening so um hearing that you're doing something like this is is great i think that's it yeah mine was gone yeah yeah it should really be fun and i think it's because it's something that's so um something that you're invested in it'll be even better yeah it's probably a selfish thing as well because the dissertation is already hard enough so you might as well just do it in something that like <laughs> isn't going to be too much of a pain and is actually quite interesting and i can like really relate to as well so absolutely definitely. my my yeah. dissertation i've literally just finished last week i'm so buzzing to to finish it um, yeah and it was on queer translation so I study Spanish and translation at uni. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and the 
so I basically was um, analysing the or studying the main issues when translating queer texts or queer translation. Um, oh God, sorry for thinking, but I'm just kind of trying to like think, is that like probably something to do with maybe like kind of uh, like gender and like kind of like the way that like, especially like I'm yeah. a lad that's French for a while. So like they don't really, the way like things are so gendered, like when you maybe put that into like a queer text, that's yeah. maybe not to be gendered, then it's kind of like, there's a kind of clash there. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So from a Spanish perspective, um, I went through, I didn't actually know, obviously you're supposed to not know, you're supposed to research and find out. Um, yeah. Most people already know, but I didn't know where it was going at the time. And I was like, I know I want to do something that ties together my identity and ties together my studies. Um, and they gave us a list of, of recommended dissertation titles. And I was like, I don't like any of those. I want to do something that's queer and is going to actually benefit the field. Um, and I ended up having such a great time, like actually researching, like people hate their dissertation, but I actually really enjoyed it. Um, and I realized that the overbearing issue with translation and queer translation specifically is um, colonial imperialism. <laughs> because the way that language is has been created and its foundations, what it's built on, um, mean that there's so many like traditional conventions that don't make room for queerness in yeah. any in any like stretch of the imagination so mm, that was the that was the main yeah. issue that sounds honestly send it over once it's done that sounds really really good oh absolutely like i covered <laughs> i covered censorship i covered heterosexualizing of texts i covered like the monopoly that english language has over other languages and obviously yeah. that has issues because England has like a lot of colonial power and there's a lot of mm. aftermath of that there's a power imbalance in loads of languages and it all comes to it all comes down to to colonialism so I didn't even realize at the beginning but here we are and it, it was actually really really beneficial for me because I can now push the bar a little bit and try and help develop the field in in the future it's got to start somewhere. Yeah. So it's kind of similar to yours because it's something that is close to home. And I think you have to be selfish in that case. Not a lot of people do, but be selfish. It's 10,000 yeah, words. You're going to regret it then in like the long run for sure. Yeah. And, and you want to be proud like, of it. It'll reflect on the text as well. If it's like something that you've not enjoyed doing, it's just going to be the absolute like most like bare minimum shit ever. But if it's something uh -huh. that you're really passionate about, then... You'll be getting all the big words out on it. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Um, so I wanted to move on and talk a little bit about um, about what you do and ask you, is there anything that you haven't done yet or you haven't been able to do with your creative ventures? So I think it's probably due to like kind of just like not having enough free time and like the equipment and probably because I've not really reached out to many other people about it. Mm -hmm. um, I've basically, I've been working on like my own music since like 2018. Yeah. Writing a few wee songs, never thought really anything would come about of it. But um, I think I've like got about like kind of like 10 songs that I would like love to work on right now. <laughs> yeah. So that's definitely something I would really love to work on. But I think... It's one of those things I could probably just get like a wee shitty mic and just like kind of like drop it on SoundCloud and it would be a cute moment. Uh -huh. But like another part of me like wants like full pop diva, like, whole, like produced like 
thingy like I want everything I want it to be I don't mean like pure professional or anything like that I still like I think it'd be cute just to like do what I can it'd be like my first time releasing stuff but yeah um I definitely don't want to just like half-ass it so that's definitely something I'm going to be working on within like the next year if I've got enough time I've obviously still doing my dissertation and stuff but yeah. whoever I've kind of like shown it to people so far they've they quite like it uh, I was at like a party the other night and I was also just feeling my oats I was connected to the speaker and then I was just like that in front of everyone I was like do you want to hear some stuff I've worked on I think I was like oh do you want to hear a song I've worked on and then by the end of it they heard like eight songs and it's like yeah it's good okay <laughs> oh my god that's fun I'm getting a bit sick of it but it was super fun I think I played so many of them because I've never really thingy like performed it or like just kind of sang it in front of people before so it uh-huh. was like really exciting but um, jumping really on the like orcs and playing your own there. music is very <laughs> a, that's a power bitch move <laughs> but that was super fun but um yeah so i think the next kind of i need to get a mic to at least record the demos get that yeah. done and that way i can like send it out to people and see if anyone may want to like collab with it make it sound better maybe rewrite some stuff just make it as good as it can be you're raising up your hand i will collab i'm here for a collab (laughs) i'm here for it too there's a drag queen right here that wants to collab yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'll get on my producing game i cannot produce for shit i can't do anything but i can record audio and send it back (laughs) there we go that sounds good to me (laughs) absolutely absolutely that sounds bad um so with regards to an album, do you have like an aesthetic or an or like a name? Do you have a title or mm. you don't want to you don't, don't want to tell me? I, no, no, it's not that. Um, I'd say like the oldest song that I've got is probably one of the actual songs where I'm kind of like, like I can't believe I made that because it's like it sounds like some every time I listen to it, just like on the bus or just like walking about, I just like I can't believe like <laughs> I made that. And that one's called um, Dream Boy. Uh-huh. Um, all one word uh, it was kind of like a it's a bit like kind of something like a relationship not going right and then it's just like the only kind of place where you get to like be together is like in your dreams and it's like you pure wake up just feeling really weird and like yeah um so I don't know I was maybe going to call like in the early days of kind of putting stuff together I was maybe going to call it dream boy but I've got a lot of other stuff now uh-huh. um so I don't know it's still very much a work in progress yeah. yeah but is it I all one cohesive cohesive like project as well do they all are they all kind yeah, of the same, yes, they all the kind same of, vibe uh, the old thing is if you kind of like ballad like kind of stuff but i think i would put a little bit of my dan you into it even if it was like a ballad <laughs> but i think it'd have like the kind of strange like kind of electronic think maybe kind of like james blake kind of style like he does kind of okay. like ballad kind of stuff but like has the kind of like electronic stuff that kind of just makes it that wee bit more interesting and yeah. uh, kind of special uh so probably yeah everything's like quite electronic synthy um stuff like that quite kind of that kind of dreamy kind of like dream boy kind of yeah. <laughs> that you were talking about earlier but uh, yeah no really no really uh um album name or kind of aesthetic and all that just yeah i'll get i'll get the song finished first and i can start thinking about that yeah that's fine no i'm not pressuring you i'm not pressuring no no not at all i'm just i want all of the tea i want everything i want to hear everything (laughs) about it you're gonna have to keep me updated outside of this outside of the studio i want to hear it all the studio isn't here absolutely absolutely (laughs) this studio has two rooms that's how bougie we are 
<laughs> it's just unfortunate that they're like hundreds of miles apart. <laughs> we can only do what we can do. She's cross country. She's trans transnational girl. Like, come you on. Better you better not. <laughs> okay, so I, now moving even further, um, what what is next for Daniel? What is happening? Have you got anything in the works? Are you working on anything? Um, got any events lined up? Tell me. Um, about I'm like that dissertation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't really, I'm just going to just hopefully just keep getting booked. Um, I've got a few kind of uh, bookings. One of them was uh, for my friend um, Loretta's fundraiser. It was supposed to be back at the start of April. Mm -hmm. But um, if anyone from Glasgow's watching it goes to Bonjour, there was the infamous uh, closure of Bonjour, which went on for like weeks and weeks and weeks due to like, something to do with like the pipes so oh uh, that had to get rescheduled so I think that's the next thing I've got coming up I think that's like mid-June uh-huh. and uh-huh. after that I think I'm doing something for it's a trans charity called the Feelings Mutual they put on a night Um, I think that's uh, it's the day before I leave before the chromatic ball it's the 28th 20, yeah 28th of July uh-huh. Uh, but that's only to get it in your diaries, Scottish girls, and anyone who wants to commute, <laughs> get it, get it in your calendar. For that's sure. Funny. But other than that, I'm just like book me, book me. Um, but yeah, I don't know, and hopefully just, I don't know, I don't really have a plan at all. I just kind of like I literally just take life like as it goes. Yeah. Um. So we'll see where it goes from there. But other than that, just hopefully working on some more music, releasing remixes, more kind of like I'm looking forward to kind of collab with some people that I've not collabed with yet, some people that I've looked up to yeah. uh, for a few years as well, which is quite exciting. So, yeah. Lots that's, in the works. That's what you're ready for, yeah. <laughs> if anyone wants to keep up with um with where you're doing and what events you're doing, what are your handles? Where can people find you mainly? Where are you most? Uh, probably Instagram's the best. Um, my Instagram is just like my actual name. It's Daniel with an I E L. So it said Daniel Mar, which is also spelled M A H E R, with an extra R because someone else had that. So that's like the most confusing <laughs> way to say my username. It's Daniel M A H E R extra R. Um, but it's also like my Instagram actual like the name that you put underneath it is Daniel. So if you look up Daniel, you might be able to find that as well. Uh, yeah <laughs> that's very <That's> gorgeous <laughs> and you post all of your events on there and do, yeah. you post uh, snippets of your music as well because you have a sound yeah, yeah. I put all my mixes and uh, like from my mixes and stuff also have like the track lists my friend mm-hmm. shan who's absolutely amazing she always does my kind of like um my kind of visuals and everything for like my like cover designs and like uh-huh. the track list and everything and she always like makes them like cohesive that kind of way you swipe them they're all kind of connected yeah. very very cute so all that's there all like the posters for the nights and all my like faced selfies as well <laughs> <laughs> they're necessary they have to, they have to be <laughs> scattered around you know you've got yeah. you've got to promote yourself come on promote uh, your music yeah. promote uh, the face <laughs> <laughs> um so i wanted to oh yes 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 i completely forgot um my favorite track of yours is let me let me find my soundcloud um mm. oh no no i know i know which one it is it's the uh, it's the lady gaga beautiful dirty rich mix 
yeah. I think it's, I think it's from yeah. I think it's from like a year ago. Oh my yeah. god! I, I <laughs> that one because the fame for me was like my childhood. I had the mm. fame. I had the fame monster. I had born this way. But the, the fame monster for me was just. I think it just shaped me into my pushed me into queerness. Yeah, for sure. And that one's not one that a lot of people like. It's not one of the go tos of Lady Gaga yeah, songs. Yeah, it's also next time with art pop as well because I've got like bits of Donatella through it as well because she's like I'm blonde, skinny, rich, and I'm a little <sighs> bit of a bitch. And then it goes back to like beautiful, dirty, dirty, rich. Like it all kind of like mm. yeah. That's that's where the idea kind of came from. Like it had a kind of had an all right instrumental behind it, but um. Talia, who also worked on it as well, mm-hmm. um, she uh, just like messaged me on Instagram and she was like, I really love like what I've kind of like done with it. And then she literally sent it over and it's like I'd never had like collabed or anything with anyone before. And just what she had done with it was just absolutely insane. She like just turned it from like a kind of idea into something like so fucking strong. So that was and your was first just... collab? Yeah, yeah. And it work. was just fucking crazy here to be honest and I remember that's one of the first uh times I'd ever heard anything that I made I think she was doing Weirdo Warehouse mm-hmm. back in 2019 and um I think that was like one of the first times it was like the second time I'd ever heard like anything like that I'd made well helped made yeah. uh, like played live and especially this was like at a big like kind of like warehouse kind of thing so it was just absolutely insane so that song that remix is very, very special to me as well. And honestly, I can't thank Tally enough for uh-huh. add, jumping onto it and fucking making an absolute banger, honestly. <laughs> honestly, it really, really is. What That's so weird that I picked that one out as like one of my favorites and it's so special yeah. to you. Clearly it must have come through. It must have come through in the in the music. Um, yeah. And Donatello yeah. is actually, I think it's probably my favorite on the Art Pop album. It doesn't get mm-hmm. enough enough recognition. Um, yeah, no, and I actually went to a, a Lady Gaga tribute night um, at the Brewers on Canal mm-hmm. Street and they did um, Art Popsicle Ball. So they did a whole night where they had uh, drag performers and they had a Gaga tribute act um, and it was hosted by Roger Whitty, um and also a Scottish queen. They did the whole album from front to back and I actually didn't know a lot of them and I was like, this is a crime. Like, why do I not know more? But but, but Donatella is, is it that oh. tune. Yeah, no, for sure. I think for art pop, for me, that's like the album I started like becoming uh-huh. like a massive, massive fan. I think my favorites from art pop are definitely I love Mary Jane Holland, the bridge and that. Me like, turning to my boyfriend when that song came before. on and went. Is this about drugs? <laughs> <laughs> is this about is, is this about, about danger? danger? <laughs> because the, the girl who was on stage performing had a, a, a massive spliff in her hand, and then she kept on ha- hallucinating, and I was oh. like. Who's Mary Jane that. and why are we not friends with her? <laughs> For sure. I think that and um, Sex Dreams is probably my favourite from Art Pop. Yeah. I love Sex Dreams. Yeah. I feel like Art Pop is the most you Lady Gaga album anyway. Like mm. that is where you two probably, <laughs> sure. probably cross over the most, <laughs> I would say. That's definitely, I guess when you were saying about my music as well, like Lady Gaga is definitely a massive influence because like 70% of all my remixes are all Lady Gaga. <laughs> I'm not complaining, babe. I'm not complaining at all. I wouldn't even call all. that an influence. That's just an absolute steal. Literally. She's robbing her work, honestly. Giving her no credit whatsoever. No. 
literally not me monetizing it all as well i'm like she ain't getting this shit <laughs> well she did because i just bought tickets to the chromatic post that just went all back <laughs> that's you paying her so, back for stealing all of her stuff and putting it on soundcloud it goes in a cycle <laughs> <laughs> it literally does it literally does um <laughs> so i think we're actually we've actually come to the end of the this episode um do you do you oh. have anything oh oh Oh, it's insert, a pantle. Insert the audio <laughs> of the audience <laughs> sounding sad. I don't know. <laughs> um, is there anything I'm else that up. you want to say or anything that you... Any last words you want to leave the audience with from you? I'm like that. Be you. Put your paws up. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Not really. But um, yeah, I don't know. This is just like crazy that someone's actually like reaching out to me like to talk about things that I do because I always say whenever like people come up to me and just like oh, I really like your stuff I just I can't believe it because it was just like a way for me just to like put things I'd worked on but it's just yeah. it's so nice actually people starting to like have like really good like reception to all and it's all just like really exciting so just anyone that has supported like even just listened or like came to my shows or anything like mm-hmm. I say my shows like shows that I've been at <laughs> yeah but um I really do appreciate it honestly it's mm-hmm. like completely like changed my world and all that kind of cheesy stuff but I just can't thank everyone enough and like you asking me to do this as well it's just it's super sweet to actually sit and talk about it absolutely absolutely and now you're part of the safe house family so you can join the we love it join the, love it. the, the chosen you. fam <laughs> absolutely well it's been absolutely gorgeous <laughs> having you on um thank you so much yeah. for giving me your time um I'll let you know when okay. it, when it comes out. You know, everyone's listening to it now, but um, who knows how many months or years it's going to take. It could end up being in a time capsule, and we'll never hear it. Ninety-six <laughs> years, <laughs> and I'm posting it now. And by that point, I would have posted it in 1960 because we'll have time machines. So that's it. This is retrospect. Or you can just use a time machine. You can upload it tomorrow. Absolutely. Oh, before we go, <laughs> speaking of time machines, how do you feel about the new Doctor and the Companion? Have you seen? Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. It's honestly fucking insane. <laughs> I am so excited. Been, like, some, some of like my favorite like TV shows, like both like Heartstopper and what's it called? Sex Education. It's yes. just crazy. And I grew up loving Doctor Who. Mm-hmm and like obsessed like i've got all my, like, my characters like up in the attic ready to sell one day when they're like worth a bit yes. <laughs> but um, no i'm so obsessed i think it's going to be such like a refresh for the show because yeah. i was kind of falling a wee bit out of love with it like not very motivated to watch it so i think it's going to be the refresh it needs mm. and i've also seen like david tennant and donner back for like the absolutely. special as well absolutely so it's actually it's a whole feast for us it's going to be a whole feast it really is i i i, I don't know shooty but i've met i'm I'm familiar with Yaz yeah. and just I'm just so excited for her and for the show to take this direction that it needs to. Sure. I think it's necessary. It's I think if there's anything to take away, it's that from this whole episode, it's that post-lockdown, we have changes and the changes are being implemented and we're all that doing the best. The best. Yeah. Do you love yourself? Smash the world. Peace. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, it's been absolutely gorgeous having you on the show. I hope you've enjoyed yourself. It's been lovely. Thank you. Had a great time. It's been absolutely lovely talking to you and hearing everything about your life. Um, I will be writing your biography, um, and (laughs) that's all. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you very much, and thanks for listening, guys. Thank you so much. (laughs) Bye. Uh, Pretend. (laughs) Ha, ha, ha.
Fabulous. <laughs>